0: Hello and good evening, everybody. It is is a brand new year. We are back with the first year of the show. New change new format here. We're going to go down to once a week on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And I couldn't be more excited to have the new year kick off tonight with Mike Summer, Wax Pack Hero. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Not only did, you know, uh, the end of the year product dump happen, but we come back to to work today and... uh, the whole hobby changed. <laughs> what, what, I mean, that's kind of crazy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's some some news broke last night that uh, kind of kind of shake things up a little bit. You know, I guess there's a lot of people who who had figured Fanatics was gonna make some kind of play towards one of the existing manufacturers, and we found out that it's actually Tops.
0: It is actually Tops. Now, um, before we jump into all those ins and outs. I need to say up top, this is speculation, uh, at least on my part. I, I have no prior, I have no knowledge of of, of what what this is going to look like, and I'm and I'm sure, Mike, you're in the same boat. I would assume, correct?
1: Yeah, I, I don't have any inside sources at, at any of the companies.
0: Exactly. So this is purely speculation. Please, so please understand that tonight, as we discuss this, this is just two uh, two hobbyists, two friends uh, having some fun tonight as we as we speculate on what might happen with the Tops brand. Uh, fanatics. I mean a lot of stuff still has to happen. So um let's let's see what happens there. Want to say what's up to Jake Roy. What's up, man? Thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, joining us tonight. Uh Silver Sport. What's up, buddy? Thanks for hopping on as well. Uh, and before one one more thing before we get started, uh of course Dynasty Breaks and Pastime Marketplace. Go check them out. Uh banners will be scrolling at the bottom here uh at a moment for you to use the discount codes that they have for you. All right, Mike man It it was, it was, it was kind of foreshadowed, right. That once fanatics got, got the licenses that they did that one of the, of the, of the bigger manufacturers was going to be in play, if not all of them. And the first chip to fall is tops that, that, uh, that announcement came today. It was, it's been speculated. it, it, It was officially announced today. Um, I brought. I, I asked you on tonight because you're honestly, and I, I'm not tooting your horn, but you're like the smart one of the smartest dudes I know in this hobby. Uh, so I just like first, what what does the Tops brand mean to you?
1: You know, Tops was the first company, uh, like many of us, right? Tops mm-hmm. Tops was everywhere in the '80s and early '90s, and when I started collecting in the mid '80s, Tops in our small town, Tops was the only brand of sports cards that you could find. Even though there was Fleer and Donruss out there at the time, you only saw Tops in the grocery stores and the gas stations and everywhere. So Tops was the first first baseball card and first football card that I ever collected. And so it's got the legacy and it's got the tradition. And I think that's one of the first things that people saw when this whole deal was announced is what's that going to mean for the last you know, 60 or, or 70 years worth of, of sports cards. What's that gonna mean for the tops name? Is it gonna continue with those with the major sports and with baseball? Um so so tops has always had a, a special place in my heart. Um and, and that's one of the first things that I liked about this announcement is that that that, that brand is going to continue to live on into the future.
0: You know, um I am not one of those traditionalist that that just uh, it just was going to swear off collecting cards or being in the hobby of tops was gone however i understand what it means to a lot of people and i think the 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 thoughts that you just shared i think would be echoed by a lot of people i think change is good um so where the tops brand is concerned i wasn't for fanatics picking it up or against it. i think it's going to be good but uh, there are some concerns coming in, uh, mainly uh, pricing out the customer, the everyday customer. Do you have any thoughts about that at all?
1: Yeah, what you just said, like, so I'm, I'm an advocate for change as well, right? And, you know, I think there were definitely some areas of concern with the current manufacturers and the current distribution models and all of those types of things. And I think people have raised some valid concerns about, what fanatics might decide to do from a pricing perspective going forward. Right now, we know that the tops name will continue, but we don't know that the the feel of those tops cards will continue. We don't know what they're going to do with those brand names going forward. And so, sure, there's there's concern out there, or there's um, there's still unanswered questions. Maybe is a better way to say it about what types of products we will actually see going forward. But you know, at the end of the day we know that there's going to be something, but we also know there's a hundred years worth the trading cards history that will still be there for us to, to pursue as well. Um, and so I have always, you know, throughout this, this last several months, I've encouraged people to keep an open mind mm-hmm. and let things play out, voice your opinions, voice the things that you'd like to see from this new endeavor. And hopefully we'll see, kind of a good mix of some of the things we've always seen traditionally when it comes to sports cards but we'll also see some new and creative approaches to getting cards in the hands of collectors.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Uh some of those legacy brands are going to stick around, you know, and uh that's that's one of the things that Jake points out here uh as he as he says out of all the brands Fanatics could have acquired I'm most excited for Tops bring the great fire back from the 90s. Of course, you guys all know Jake. He has got a great 90s basketball collection. In fact, he is the 90s basketball card go-to guy. You need to go check him out for all your uh 90s basketball card love. Um uh, so Jake's got a good point, man. Some of those legacy brands are going to stick around, but some brands could be coming back that um you know, we that collectors have missed in a while. Obviously, with uh the NFL license and the NBA license, uh being acquired by fanatics too that means some there's going to be some mix up here are there any brands uh that come to mind when you think about tops that might be hitting the shelves again uh, specifically in NFL and NBA yeah
1: I think you know there's one of the first things that I saw everybody commenting on last night was all right we're at some point in the next several years we're gonna have tops chrome football and tops mm-hmm. chrome basketball back and uh people seem pretty excited about that and and getting true true tops refractors back for for those products going forward i think is something that a lot of people are excited about
0: hey look here jake says uh tops icon uh archives uh to see that updated i remember you know, that first was it 90 was it 93 that had the first tops basketball archives is, am i remembering that correctly
1: yeah i think I yeah think so. 92 93 it was somewhere in that range yeah yeah, that's a
0: great uh great way to make that happen silver silver Sports says I'm glad the brand will live on. Question is, though, will Tops currently manufactured products be more valuable versus Fanatics? Pro- That's a good question. What do you think about that, Mike? Uh, Tops now versus Tops in the future with the Fanatics logo on it.
1: You know, it, it, so much of that is going to depend on what the products actually are. You know, um, you know, I, I, I've long advocated, long being within the last year or so, advocated for at least a couple products in each sport to be Highly printed so that they're consistently available, and while that means they're not going to be the it, "quote unquote" investment pieces, mm-hmm. they're going to be highly collectible. If Fanatics does that with a certain Topps brand, those may not be be as valuable as some of the brands today. But at the same time, if they use that Topps brand on some very limited print run, um, hot, great autograph, great you know, great relic content, those might end up being more. I don't know that I can definitely say that I see it being that much different than the line of tops products that we see today, that range from being a dollar a pack for opening day up to hundreds of dollars a pack for some of the the very high end products. Um, I think the the bigger question would have been if tops goes away, what would that mean to those historic mm-hmm. and um, vintage tops lines? Um, but now that it's going to continue, I, I don't know that I've got a good feel other than we already see a pretty wide discrepancy between the value of, of one tops product versus another.
0: Yeah, absolutely. i got another question. Mark's got a, I, how do you feel about ETOPS? Do You remember ETOPS?
1: That was, that came out during that the era that I was not an active collector. And so I don't have uh, a lot of opinions on ETOPS or, or know how that might play into the future. Um, and so I don't know, how did how did that compare to like what we see with the Upper Deck EPAC program where you've it, got, you know, yeah. some digital cards, some physical cards kind of all bought via an online platform?
0: I am not 100% sure. I was in actually, uh, when ETOPS was out, I was in the middle of a desert. So uh, I'm not real sure about how that works out. However, I have seen the physical cards and, you know, they came encased and uh, ETOPS is... I remember Wayne Rooney having an ETOPS card, but I don't know why I remember Wayne Rooney. I don't collect soccer cards. So that's that's what I remember about ETOPS. Uh, Mark says, I've got 400 cards. I'll sell them. <laughs> hey, Mike, he's trying to make you make you a deal. and Maybe uh, put them in your card shop. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look into that. I'll have
1: to do some research here.
0: Awesome. So, um, man, the possibilities uh, are, are endless, it seems like right now. But there's a lot of naysayers uh who are are picking up on the negative side of this uh just knowing you and, and knowing who you are I know that we're not negative people you're not a negative person but um some of the detractors would would believe you would have you believe that this is the end of the hobby this is this is it fanatics is gonna uh price everybody out and we, we alluded to that a little bit earlier but um I don't I don't think that's the case I mean obviously, they want to still I mean, they're buying this to have people still be a part of the hobby. Right. I mean, they're not, they're not buying because they don't see value in it. Is is that correct?
1: Yeah. If you have listened to everything that has been said so far, well, the majority of things that have been said so far by Josh Luber and some of the other Mm -hmm. folks, they're talking about strategies that will grow the overall collecting base by something like five to 10 times, you know, over the next several years. And that can't happen if you're solely focused on, the high end of the market. That can't happen if you're solely focused on grabbing the most profit that you can get without building a customer base and a collecting base from the bottom up, right? And so right. I, that's not something that I'm concerned about. Josh said in his white paper that he envisions a day when, when you're gonna be able to find cards broadly, but they wanna be able to, to supply those cards in a way that collectors want to collect them. In a way that they want to find them and i think that means probably a combination of direct-to-consumer releases hobby shop releases retail releases all of those types of things and and so i i think it's a little bit unfounded to have this fear that cards were will be completely priced out of the market that they're only going to focus on the high end and the quote-unquote average collector will be you know left in the dust i don't think you can grow the market 10 times by having that narrow of a focus.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think so either. And you said direct consumer. Jake brings up a good point here. He says, I think it's more likely they will get cards in stadiums and push them during games. We like tops does this now in baseball stadiums uh, across the, the country. And there's no reason to think that this wouldn't be done uh, in MLS stadiums in, in football stadiums. Uh, it's, it's a good point that Jake brings up and what's, what's not fun about going to a game and you're, you're bored in the sixth? So you go open up a pack of cards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. More integration is, is better, right? There's, there's been little bits and pieces of that that we've seen, but I don't think it's been a broad mainstream push Um, whether it's integrated into broadcast, whether it's integrated to the fan experience at, at stadiums themselves. um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there and with, with the, um, memorabilia deals and the way that they're so ingrained everywhere else, mm-hmm. the access that they've got to athletes and, um, and other memorabilia that's, that's been used in games, used in stadiums and all that type of stuff. I, I see there's a lot of opportunity for innovation development and some, some new ideas.
0: I think it's going to, it's one of those things that we're just going to have to wait and see. And I know that asking this especially some portions of this hobby to be patient is, is it's difficult sometimes, but I think this is one of those things that we're just going to have to be patient. This is just what it is.
1: Yeah. I think patience. And and again, going back to that idea of an open mind, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of collectors who um, have been doing this for years and years and like their collection built a certain way. Um, And I think there'll still be an opportunity to do that. Like I said, there's going to be 100 years worth of of cards that are out there Mm -hmm. for people to continue to pursue. But keep an open mind about what might be coming and and be willing to adapt and change a little bit. Think critically about what it is about collecting that you enjoy, what makes you happy, and and don't write off what might be before we even know what it is actually going to be.
0: Absolutely. Now, speaking of what might be, uh, we're st- we're still early in the game here. Uh, you mentioned Josh Luber earlier. Luber has not even been inter- introduced or announced as you know being a part of Fanatics. We we can all ass- I think we've all assumed and we can make the connection. We get it, but it hasn't been announced yet. Fanatics might not be done buying. You know, it, it, there's there's still a lot left on the table here that could where these where these chips are going to fall that we we don't know about. Uh, so again, going back to what you said about keeping an open mind, I think that's really critical and key right here for everybody to take, take back from, uh, and, and, you know, we're not the only show that's going to talk about this. There's going to be plenty of other people that have, have, that have talked about it and that are going to talk about it and they're all going to have a perspective, but I think that's really key for what I want you guys to take away from this is just keep an open mind. Uh, when, when, <laughs> when Panini got the NBA license and the NFL license, you know it it was the end of the world but i don't think i don't think this is i don't think this is that and i don't that wasn't that that panini getting those licenses wasn't the end of the world and this is not going to be the end of the world when it comes to collecting keep an open mind so with that mike summer give me give,
1: how how do we keep an open mind <laughs> i think you know i People have asked me that question, you know, what are you going to do? What, you know, where are you going to go with this? Where is your collection going to go? And this is before we even knew if any of the brands were going to continue. Right. And, um, you know, I, I said, well, there's players I like to collect. There's teams I like to collect from a business side of things. I like to find opportunities to buy low and, and find ways to turn that into a, a resell for a for a higher dollar and I don't think those things are going to continue, but it also might mean that I don't buy packs as much as I did. Right. And, and that's already happened as as retail prices of sealed wax escalated over the last couple of years. I went from buying 12 to 20 cases of products a year to zero. And, and you know, and so my, my my purchasing has focused or shifted to focusing on buying collections and those types of things. And I've had just as much fun going through a five row box of things that I've only skimmed and uncovering stuff that is cooler, different, a huge variety of products for, you know, I I bought a collection um, the other day of about 50,000 cards from the late 90s to the mid 2000s, you know, for uh, a few hundred dollars. And... I've seen so many cards in there that I've never seen before inserts that I've never seen before Um, refractors, stars, relics, autographs that were all part of this collection for, for, you know, a few hundred dollars. That's the price of one box of Bowman that just came out. Right. Mm -hmm. and, And so I've pivoted a little bit to a different style of collecting a different style of buying inventory and I'm having just as much fun doing that and going through those collections as I did opening wax. And so I think that's an op- That that's the type of thing that some folks in the meantime, as we get all of this figured out, as we see how things play out, be willing to, to try some different things, pivot a little bit different. I know there's other people that have gone out and have focused on buying binders or buying lots on eBay to try something different. There's people that have focused on just going after specific sets um, or specific players instead of buying sealed wax. There's so many different opportunities to collect in this hobby that if you're solely focused on the hobby is going to be dead because I may not be able to buy wax the same way I've always done. I think you're missing out on a whole lot of opportunities that way.
0: I think this reinvigorates the, not that it needed it because it was going Pretty well, anyways. But I think this reinvigorates the hunt at sports card shows. When, when you when you get out on the floor and you're and you're hunting through that you know quarter box or that dollar box, this is gonna make make. Uh, hopefully, it'll make collectors take notice of cards that they might not have noticed before. Uh, might not pass them. You know, they might have just flipped right past them. But um, this is an opportunity to to, uh, to reevaluate how. How uh, you you buy at a sports card show because uh, those aren't going away. I I, I think that that's going to be well if 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 this COVID crap ever ever fully goes away. I think that like everybody's looking forward to New Jersey, you know, and it's right there in Tops's backyard, and and will now fanatics, uh, you know, they're going to have they're they're going to have a strong presence there there too. But the the sports card show is going to is going to continue to be the lifeblood. Uh, of the hobby for the foreseeable uh, at least through this year i think and that and your lcs man go to your lcs and search through those dollar boxes like i was just saying you might find something there that you never you never thought of or seen before and that, that's gonna have to be uh to be the way you collect and that's fine because i'm not dropping 900 dollars on a pack of cards are you mike
1: <laughs> no no i am
0: not exactly and you've got a card shop so <laughs> man that's uh Yeah, that's really what I wanted to say. Um, Just keep an open mind, like Mike said, and find new ways to enjoy it because this 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 hobby's not dead. So to all the naysayers, say something else. (laughs) I guess that's.
1: Yeah, we've seen change over the years, and people I think are quick to forget the types of changes that that we've seen. Right? You know, um, we saw the battles between Tops and Bowman you know, back in the fifties. Right. And that led to a monopoly for a couple decades until Donruss and Fleer came in, um, in the early eighties. And then we saw the proliferation of, of the manufacturers throughout the eighties and nineties. And then we saw that contract a ton and Mm -hmm. we saw things consolidate again. We've essentially had monopolies in the sports card world since all of these exclusive licenses have happened, right? We haven't had true competition, for years within the hobby. And I, I just, because all of these sports are now going to be done between fanatics own entities. That's not really that much different because if you're a basketball fan, you've still only had one manufacturer to go to. If you're a baseball fan, you really only had one licensed manufacturer with logos to go to It's hockey and basketball the same way, right? Like, it's not going to be that much different it's just that they're all with fanatics but we've had exclusives for years yeah and we've survived some things could have been better and i and i think we'll always have opportunities for things to be better into the future too but you know it's not like this is something that we've never seen before ever in the history of trading cards absolutely
0: uh i want to get your thoughts on star wars that's one part of the you know we're all but We're all card collectors, and we, we want to talk sports, but Star Wars is a brand that has been with Top since its inception. Um, recently, you know, more recently, Disney owned Star Wars. Now, Disney is the type of company that, if there's a little bit of change, they want to control everything. So, do you, just in your own Mike Summermind, do you see any changes coming uh, to the Star Wars brand? Would you predict any of that, or... Would you think that's staying right there with Fanatics?
1: Well, you know, we've seen rumors Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years um, that that brand or that line was going to be in play. And I think it was one thing when it was Star Wars on its own, you know, with Lucasfilm on its own and the relationship that they've had with Tops. But Upper Deck does all the Marvel cards. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so they also do some other Disney products, you know, mm-hmm. with, with some of the other traditional Disney characters and that type of thing. So would I put it out of the the question that, that that could be on the table as one of the other um, licenses that could be in play for another manufacturer? Sure. I, I think it is. Um, personally, my own opinion, do I think it was a bigger risk of losing that license when it was tops on, on their own, which may have been more, um, had tighter purse strings before this, this recent move, Mm -hmm. um, potentially, um, does the opportunity for a bigger investment to keep that license open up because of the, the fanatics arrangement, probably does that mean fanatics is going to want the, the non-sports related, um, brands and products. I don't know. They've not really Mm -hmm. talked about that. That's, that's Mm -hmm. one product line or one aspect of the hobby that I've not really heard them talk about as much but tops has such a rich history with garbage pail kids, yes. star wars, some of the other non-sports entities that are out there, wacky packs and and some of that kind of stuff. Um that may have been one of the the selling points for for going after tops is because of those additional non-sports licenses as well. It doesn't fit maybe as well with the rest of the fanatics mm-hmm. brand and the the other memorabilia and sports related entities that they've got, but um, but we'll see what happens with that.
0: I think uh, those three brands that you just mentioned, Star Wars, Garbage Pail Kids, and Wacky Pack, if you're a sport card collector and, and only a sports card collector, you might not understand how valuable those pieces are, but on to the non-sport world, those things are just, just there's, they're second to none. So it's it going to be interesting to see how Fanatics uh, handles those. It, you know, it gives them a, a possibility for global global expansion uh, with the, with those three brands alone, and then not to mention the soccer and basketball and everything else that comes along. Uh, yeah, F one, all that. So it's going to be uh, an interesting ride. I think right now we should just all enjoy the fact that Topps is not going away, and uh, it the the production of those Fanatics cars is going to come sooner than later rather than later. Uh, we had a question back up. I didn't. I didn't get to it. But Silver Sport wanted to know: uh, Tops Twenty Twenty Two Series One come comes in a Fanatics wrapper? Question mark. It's a possibility. It's a possibility uh, as of today. Uh, so that's uh, that's all I got for you tonight, Mike. Uh, thank you. How, how was your holiday season?
1: It was good. Yeah, we had a good time with the family. Got to see. Um, get to spend time with the family. Kids had a few weeks off of of uh, school. I had an extended. You know, break several days off of work and was able to um, spend a lot of time with the family. So yeah, so it was good. Um, all the decorations are put away now and and we're back at it now that January's hit. Did
0: you, uh, how many times did you see Spider-Man?
1: I haven't seen it yet.
0: Oh my goodness. I've yeah. I don't
1: think I've been to a, a movie since before COVID. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. There is that.
0: Uh, guys, that is going to do it for this week. Again, new year, new format. We're down to one show a week. But catch us on um, Instagram as we we do the little video tidbits there. I could not have started uh, the year off better than with my friend, Mr. Mike Summer. Thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate it, Mike.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right.
0: Uh, go check out dynastybreaks.com and PassTimeMarketplace.com. Let them know that we sent you over there. Mike, hang out backstage. Everybody else, good night. God bless. We'll see you soon. Ooh, got